Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. We, now in the previous episode, we got that wand. And that wand is one of those items which just makes you really, really want to keep it. And get very paranoid about other people wanting it. And then get a bit murdery. Fortunately, we managed to get rid of the item... And we avoided murdering every, anyone. Which is probably about the best option you can have with items like that. Because usually, when they turn up, they turn up in a room full of people. You end up with one, pe- you end up with one person at the end that has the item and everyone else is dead. And that person is all very smug about having the item. It's one of those items. But, now of course, we've got to put that item somewhere far, far away before anyone else gets it and gets all paranoid and murdery. And that's what this adventure is about. This is called The Wand Part 2. The churning mist begins to lift, and a tall, dark figure strides through the foggy barrier. Your pulse quickens as your breathing becomes shallow and ragged. Ragged, An unspoken fear grips you, and for a moment you find yourself wishing you were somewhere else. Anywhere else. This is another adventure by VWK. Let us begin. Be normal or scaled, I'll go normal. Here we go. The dream is one you you seem to recall having had numerous times before. Although suddenly, you're no longer certain you've ever had it. Strange, otherworldly cries, distant and forlorn, echo out of the swirling veil of a thick white mist that surrounds you. For a fleeting moment, you can hear what sounds like someone desperate Desperately and repeatedly calling for help, the voice, swollen and distant, is quickly drowned out by a pall of cruel laughter that ultimately fades into a hissing chorus of whispers. The chilling mist begins to lift and and a tall, dark figure strides through the foggy barrier. Your pulse quickens as your breathing becomes shallow and ragged. An unspoken fear grips you, and for a moment... You find yourself wishing you were somewhere else. Anywhere else. The figure steps fully into view. Into view. And your growing sense of panic promptly departs. Replaced by a profound sense of relief. Tempered with just a hint of confusion. Towering before you. His long white beard glistening. Like the mist that envelop you in a woad form. And his bold head gleaming brilliantly. The man you last saw in the corridor outside your private private chamber in Stonewall 
Stone Oaken World Keep upon your return from Mount Stonejaw. Yes, it is me, says Huron, folding his arms. Apologise for the intrusion, for even I am not unaware of the lateness of the hour, but it is a matter of no small importance. You'll find me standing outside your chamber. I've walked in, I'd have walked in, and um, woken myself, but that hardly seemed polite. Hurry up now. You're first on my list for this evening, and the list is dreadfully long. Your eyes fly open, and you sit up, sit bolt upright in bed. Nothing stirs in the tranquil darkness of your bedchamber. Through the narrow window set high in the far wall, the soothing sound of the summer night's gentle, steady breath, broken only by the rhythmic chorus of chirping insects serves to assemble the dim, shattered fragments of your memory. Suddenly, you recall your dream. The full details of your unconscious musing come back, make you realise, if your dream is to believe, that Huron, the blind Wazilian archmaze, a man you've come, come to consider a friend of sorts, an ally, is standing in the hall, just outside your chamber door. Oddly... Oddly calm, given the strange nature of your waking, you climb out of bed, cross, cross the room, open the door, and step into the and step into the dark corridor. A wide band of moonlight, pale and dust-laden, flows over and around the tall, lanky figure standing only a few feet to your right. As in your dream, the silhouette moves into view, revealing none other than the white-bearded archmage. It's extremely late, and for that I'm sorry, he says, his stern voice echoing along the passage. But as I've already intimated, this is a most important matter. After beating Huron in a shoulder cross, and exchanging the briefest of pleasantries, you rustle the archmage into one of your larger sitting rooms, where he begins to explain the reason for his late night visit. I suppose you recall this, he says, suddenly drawing a long, engraved oaken wand out of the leather satchel, slung over his white shoulder, and holding it up for you to see. Hmm, I wonder what would have happened if you'd kept the wand. I mean, you'd still go on this adventure, but I guess it'd be just a little bit different. Oh well, that's something for you to figure out when you do it yourself. If you want to, that is. You immediately recognise the one to be the very object you obtained for Orvalan, the only man who hired you to search an ancient Ardavari tomb for it. You discover the wand in an empty sarcophagus in the crypt's burial, burial chamber, and upon returning to Hawklaw, gave the instrument to Orvalan. Unfortunately, no one died. Yes, I do hope the memory isn't too distant. Ah, good. I sense indeed you remember it well. Ordovan was wise enough to seek out your services to acquire the wand, and equally wise to bring it to me so it could be properly studied and identified. The old man wasn't always so adept at making sensible decisions, but he can, at least, take a measure of pride in those two. Here, take it, says Ordovan. He leans forward out of the chair and hands you the wand. You take hold of the carved oaken wand. A strange feeling comes over you. For a fleeting moment, 
You feel as if the Archmage is somehow a threat, an insidious peril that must be promptly dealt with it. A sense of relief washes over you when the unsettling notion abruptly departs. Yeah, because I think, yeah, that would, um, I'd die if I were to try to fight with the Archmage. I'd just die. Well, no, well, maybe I wouldn't die. He'd probably just, he'd probably just somehow incapacitate me and just clunk, clunk me on the head until the craziness goes away. And then send me on the mission. Presumably. I mean, I don't know, but that's pro probably what would happen. Because he has something for me to do. Anyway, I've got the Oaken Adavari Wand. This engraved Oaken Wand is nearly a foot long. Ancient Adavari symbols are carved along the entire length of the wand. You found this wand in an empty sarcophagus in the burial chamber of of an Ardavari tomb, deep in the forest of the Hart Hills region of southwest Tysa. You were hired by a man. Nam named Oravani to retrieve the wand, but after recovering the curious item, you decided to keep it. I wish to hide the wand in a place where it will never be found, says Huronon. His sightless eye seemingly fixed on the object he has given you. It cannot be destroyed, though that would be, be the best. Certainly most convenient option. But hiding it will be far better than not. It is a wretched thing, as you might have already experienced. But its potential for mi wicked mischief is much greater than we realise, I fear. It needs to be hidden away. And I require your help, my friend. To hide it. Hmm. Maybe we could throw it into Mount Doom. But there is no Mount Doom around here. So just got to hide it. Hide it somewhere far, 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 far away. I mean that tomb was pretty well hidden. But apparently not well hidden enough. And apparently it didn't have enough undead guardians either. Hmm. Maybe they should have just, you know, buried it in some random hole. Eh, I guess that's the thing. There probably was, there probably was a sign in that tomb saying, hey, this, the, the, the wand here is one of those artifacts that makes you all paranoid and murdery. Don't take it. It's not worth it. You'll probably end up killing all your friends. And then getting stabbed. By other people who also want the artifact. So we just put it in this tomb. Please don't take it. It's for the best if you don't take it. Unfortunately. That was in a dialect of Adivari. Which I'm not familiar with. So I couldn't read it. And also the undead had been kind of just been walking around and they made all they worn away a lot of it so we hope so we didn't get the message yes it's, it's like a nuclear waste how how do you what do you do with it you know so it you got this incredibly dangerous thing that's gonna be dangerous for a long time although 
admittedly not as long as they state because of half-lives and things. How do you make it so people don't just, you know, pick it up? I mean, you leave a message, but languages change. I mean, if you put, you put, put signs on, that might just attract people. So I think most people just determine, just dig a big hole in the middle of nowhere. Really big hole. Just put it there and draw no attention to it at all. And then, presumably by the time society's advanced to the level that it can, you know, get to it, they'll know, oh yeah, this is a sort of, yeah, we should leave this alone. Because otherwise you're just attracting people. Well, alright. Huron stands and points to the middle of the womb. The white-haired archmage points to the far wall, and without a sound, a swirling black portal opens against the cold grey stone. Apparently dissatisfied by his creation, he sighs and wags his finger in the direction of the magical gate. The portal instantly doubles in size and begins to emit a low hum. That should suffice, he says, turning to you. Are you prepared to go at once? I realise the hour is late. But this is a matter best attended to promptly, very promptly. For the moment, secrecy is with us. No one but you and I know that the wand is to be hidden. Once it is properly hidden, we may all breathe a sigh of relief to know that a great danger has been removed from this world, perhaps never to return. Though I can hardly say such a thing with certainty. Huron tells you that the portal leads to a place tucked deep into the shadowy recesses of the Neverness, where a trusted confederate is waiting to help you hide the wand. It's not a shadow path, he says, waving his arm towards the portal, for there are subtle differences. The gate will remain open till you return. The man waiting for you can be trusted completely. He will know where the wand is to be hidden. He will know what to do. His name must remain a secret, I'm afraid, though you know him by the blue scar that marks his white palm. The mark is not without significance, though its importance is not related to the task at hand. Well, are you prepared to go? Okay, so, I can agree to hide the wand, or I can decline to hide it, but I can ask about the wand some more. Huron tells you, I ask about the wand some more. Huron tells you that the wand is a sinister, magical medium for which a powerful, otherworldly influence may be able to enter any world in which the instrument resides. I need not make any plainer the danger inherent in such a thing, he says. The object's origin remains a mystery, though I could somewhat recklessly guess at it. But none of that matters, at least not for us. Not now. Must be taken out of this world and hidden away at once. Huron asks if you're prepared to set step through the portal and set about the task he's described. Yes, yes I am. I mean, I could decline, but... I mean, it's there, it's an option, but I've no reason to click it. Agree to hide the wand. Huron folds his arms and nods. As he steps aside, you stride up to the portal, pausing at the threshold of the magical gate. 
to turn and look at the Archmage. I'll wait here and keep the portal open, he says. Locate my associate and make certain he bears the blue star on his palm. He will help you hide the wand. Good luck, my friend, and thank you. To making certain that the wand is still in your possession, you'll take one last look around the womb before turning and stepping into the portal's inky, churning core. Everything goes black. For several long moments, you tumble headlong through a dark, silent void. Just when you're beginning to think something has gone dread terribly wrong, and you're going to forever continue in your spilling, spinning plummet, your descent abruptly ends, and the darkness that surrounds you swiftly melts away, as the overwhelming sense of disorientation begins to fade, you find yourself standing at the end of a broad stone passage. Its entire length hit, lit by a dim greenish glow that seems to animate from the walls. Convenient. Huron's portal hovers against the wall directly to your wife. Its soft, reassuring humps serving to quell your rising sense of unease. You've only just begun checking over your equipment. Intent on making certain that all your possessions are still intact, particularly the wand, when you spot a large, dark mound lying against the wall at the far northern end of the passage. Suddenly, you suddenly notice, much to horror, that a grim silence now fills the passage. Whipping your head to the right, your heart sinks when you realise the portal by which you entered this unknown menace is gone. Your keen eyes scour the entire length of the corridor for any sign of the magical gate, but the effort proves futile. The portal is nowhere to be seen. Doing your best to stave off a burgling sense of panic, you quickly turn your attention to the immediate circumstance. Alright, I'm on a dungeon map. Alright, I'm at the end. I am standing at the southern end of a broad stone passage. A dim, greenish glow seems to animate from the walls, filling the corridor with pale, eerie light. The passage extends northward a long way, ultimately ending at what appears to be a T-junction. You can see a large, dark mound lying against the wall at the far northern end of the passage. There is still no sign of the portal for which you arrive, pass to arrive here. Well, the only thing to do is go north. Your footfalls echo along the silent, dimly illuminated corridors of this unknown lair. Now, I just, I have a feeling that if I get, if I solve, solve a puzzle here and store the wand... A way out will appear. Alright, getting to the end of the corridor now. You reach the end of the passage and immediately discover the dark mound lying against the wall. Wall is the unmoving body of a large man clad in leather armour. A sword lies several feet from the man's bloodied, outstretched white hand. The man's face, seemingly untouched by whatever brutality served to end his life, is turned to the west. His eyes, though lifeless, remain wide open, and his mouth is slightly agape. 
Recalling Huron's words, you lean in closer and examine the man's hand. The brazen on his palm, for much of it now smeared with blood, is a small blue star. A profound sense of dismay washes over you. As you come to the realisation the man Huron assured you would hope you heard the wand is now dead, leaving you struggling to determine your next course of action. Perhaps more immediate concern is the unsettling notion that whoever or whatever killed him is likely still stalking these corridors. A thorough search of the man's body, which hope would turn up something that might might help to direct you, proves fruitless. You discover only his sword lying several feet away and a dagger tucked into his belt. The blades of both weapons bear intricate engraved symbols along their sides. There's an engraved longsword. It's unmatched quality, which means it's got a melee rating of plus five. The blade of this longsword bears an intricately carved symbols along its edge. You discovered this sword in a strange Neverall lair, lying several feet from the outstretched hands of Huron's slain associate. This weapon is of unmatched quality. Alright, what's the dagger shown me? This, the blade of this is also plus five, because it's unmatched. The blade of this dagger bears an array of intricately carved symbols along its end. You discover this dagger in a strange Neverall lair, tucked into the belt of Huron's slain associate. This weapon is of unmatched quality. So that's, this means they'll sell for more than a thousand go- more than a thousand gold. Maybe one thousand five hundred or something. They'll sell for a lot anyway. But they are unique items. There, there, there is no other place with these in the entire game. So you'll probably keep them. At last, certain you haven't overlooked anything, you respectfully arrange the fallen man's body before cautiously resuming your exploration. Hopeful you'll still be able to complete your task and somehow find your way out of these halls. Alright, we're standing at a wide T-junction of passages. The corridor leading south from here is the passage in which you first arrive this strange lair. The body of Huron's unknown associate, his arms respectfully folded across his chest, lies against the north wall here. Okay, so I can go east and I have a passage that has... passage that then goes south again with several alcoves coming off it. And if I go west, there are... There are it, it, there's circle passages and then another circle passage and maybe a third one. Uh, well, anyway, I kept going west and then south. A crackling field of red energy spans the full height and width of the passage ahead. As you attempt to get near the strange barrier, writhing tides of energy reach out for you, forcing you to safely retreat along the corridor. Okay, and nope, nope, there's no way around it. I cannot go... I cannot go southwest. So, I have to go east. Presumably, there's something I can do there that will open the way. 
You freeze in mid-step as you draw yourself into combat-ready stance as the glowing apparition of an armoured warrior glides silently up the floor just up ahead. The ghostly figure, its face concealed behind the ornate visor of a full helm, surges along the passage towards you, its phantasmal sword poised to strike. It's a ghostly guardian. Slashes at you, I stab at it. Deals me a savage blow for 11 damage, but now it is slain. 21 XP. The glowing apparition. The ghostly fabric of its being hanging in tatters. Expands rapidly to nearly triples in size. Then, with barely a whisper, the phantasmal menace abruptly dissipates into a pool of shimmering green dust that quickly scatters over the stone floor. After taking just a few moments to check over your gear, you warily resume your exploration. Okay, checking out the northeastern alcove first. The ornate, an ornate wooden lever protrudes from the east wall of this narrow alcove. Carved into the wall above the lever is a vertical column. In the vertical column are three curious symbols. At the top of the vertical line of symbols is carved flame. Below that is the chiseled ways, and just above the lever is an engraved tree. The lever is sticking straight out from the wall, so you can pull the lever up or down. But I don't have any clue what to do yet, so it's probably safest just to go west and see if there's any clues. Alright, so remember, it's flame, wave, tree. Flame, then wave, and then tree. Alright. So, okay, there's... Oh, here's another of those ghostly guardians. It's the exact same as the first one. And it gets stabbed again. And another 21 XP as it swells up and turns into dust. Okay, so there's four alcoves. And then four alcoves on the east side in a row. And then there's, then there's a southern alcove at the very end of the passage. A long iron lever protrudes from a vertical slot on the southern wall of this small alcove. The lever is st sticking straight out, straight out of the wall. Pull the lever up. Nope, can't pull it up, and I can't pull it down. Presumably, I have to do something to unlock the lever. Okay, the the southern of the southern of the four alcoves. You're standing in a small room just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A broad column of reddish light extends from the floor to the ceiling in the middle of the chamber. Suspended in the centre of the light is a silvery, glowing humanoid figure. The floating figure, the features of which you cannot make out, is completely still, though now and again the glowing body slowly rotates in place. A soft hum animates from the column of light. Okay, what does Arcania say? Successfully used it. Utilize 4xp to Arcania. Utilizing your mastery of Arcania. Closely, but not too closely. Examine the column of light and determine it's a deadly energy field designed to protect whatever is suspended at its core. In this case, 
glowing figure. The glowing figure. You're certain approaching the column could prove fatal. So um, let's um, not approach it. Continue to observe the figure. Uh, you watch as the silvery humanoid figure suspended in the centre of the column of reddish light slowly rotates in mid-air, now and again slowing to a stop and reversing direction. The column of light continues to emit a half soft hum. Leave the room. Oh, it's another ghostly guard. Just going to quick combat that. Another 21 XP. Rarely resume your exploration. Okay, alcove number three. It's another one. It's another one of those rotate. You're standing in a small room just east of the passage you've been exploring. A broad column of reddish light extends from the floor to the ceiling in the middle of the chamber. Spending in the centre of the light is a silvery, glowing humanoid figure. The, glowing, the floating figure, the features of which you cannot make out, is completely still. Through now and again, the glowing body slowly rotates in place. The soft hum emanates from the column of light. Alright, continue to observe the figure. It just continues to rotate. Leave the womb. Okay, alcove number two. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, it's the same thing again. Wellish light, rotating figure. It's, yeah, uh, so the figure is just rotating. Leave the room. Okay, got to do something with this lever. Maybe pull it up. Refuses to budge. Pull it down. Refuses to budge. Okay. Curious. I can't pull the lever. Can't pull that up. Can't pull that down. All right. Maybe it could well be that I just have to keep fighting those ghosts until they drop something. Here's another ghostly guardian. Twenty-one XP. The glowing apparition. The ghostly fabric of his being, nearly. Hanging in tatters, rapidly expands until it's nearly triples in size. Then, with barely a whisper, the phantasmal menace abruptly dissipates into a pool of shivering green dust that quickly scatters over the stone floor. From somewhere nearby, you hear what sounds like a sharp crackle of energy. The strange noise lasts only for a few seconds. Alright, something has happened. Take you a few moments to check over your gear, you'll rarely resume your exploration. Alright, something has been unlocked. Not sure what. Is it this lever? No, it's not it's not the it's not the top lever. Won't be the bottom lever. Must be these guys. Alright, the the light is now bluish. Alright, in the first one it's bluish. Second one it's bluish. And in the third one. The light is bluish. Observe the figure. 
Okay, no, wait. The light is reddish when you observe it, but it's bluish. Okay. Uh, approach the column of light. As you rarely approach the column of blue light, which is always... Blue tends to imply it's safer. A dazzling white flash suddenly floods the chamber. It's overwhelming brilliance, leaving you momentarily blinded. As the flash... The flash... The flash fades and your vision slowly returns. You start to discover the column of blue light is gone. There. Standing at the centre of the room, his featureless face turned towards you. The glowing, silvery, humanoid figure, formerly suspended in the pillar of light. Alright, we have made progress. The strange being drops to one knee and places a small, glowing silver robe on the floor, before slowly returning to its full height. Alright. Without warning, another dazzling white flash fills the chamber. Through this time, you're quick enough to effectively shield your eyes. The bright light swiftly fades, and you lower your hand from your face to find the room, save for the silver orb at its centre is now empty. There is no longer any sign of the glowing silvery figure. You're standing in a small room, just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. Glowing silver orb... Roughly the size of your hand, well, wait, no, roughly the size of my entire body, rests on the floor at the centre of the chamber. Take the glowing orb. You move to the centre of the chamber and pick up the glowing silver orb. The small metallic spear is warm to the touch and almost weightless. Glowing silver orb. This small metallic silver orb is surrounded by bright silvery aura. The orb is warm to the touch and nearly weightless. You safely, you safely tuck the curious object in amongst your other possessions. Standing in a small empty room just to the east of the passage you're exploring. A stone square set in the middle of the chamber emits a feeble green glow. Examine the stone square. Alright, now it changes. You step close to the stone square. The glow animated suddenly changes from green to red. Then it changes from red to blue. Then blue to green. Then green to red again. Alright. Alright, and... Well... And let's see. Here's this alcove. Bluish light. Approach the column of light. As you warily approach the column of blue light. A dazzling white light. Flash suddenly floods the chamber, its overwhelming brilliance leaving you momentarily blinded. As the flash fades and your vision slowly returns, you're startled to discover that the column of blue light is gone. Standing at the centre of the womb, its featureless face turned towards you. It's the glowing, silvery, humanoid figure formerly suspended inside the pillar of light. The strange being drops to one knee and produces a small, glowing silver orb on the floor before slowly returning to its full height. Without warning, another dazzling white flash fills the chamber. Well, this time, you're quick enough to effectively shield your eyes. The bright, the bright light swiftly fades, and you lower your hands from your face to find the womb. Save for the silver orb at its centre, it's now empty. There's no longer any sign of the glowing silvery figure. Well, it's done whatever it was it had to do. So now it's just gone somewhere 
You're standing in a small room just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A glowing silver orb, roughly the size of your hand, rests in the floor at the centre of the chamber. Alright, take the orb. You move the centre of the chamber and pick up the glowing silver orb. A small metallic spear is warm to the touch and almost weightless. Glowing silver orb. This small metallic silver orb is surrounded by a bright silvery orb. Aura. The orb is warm to the touch and nearly weightless. You safely tuck the curious object in amongst your other possessions. Add that and there's this grown stone square. And once again, I can change the glow. From red, blue or green. Yes, which could be red, blue or green, just like... Wait, leave. Wait, leave, leave the room. Alright, wait a minute. So, wait, is that, I think... Alright, so it's fire, fire, water, tree. Fire is red, water is blue, trees are green. You know, usually. In our, in our world, that is how it usually is. Fire can, of course, be other colours if it's burning different things. You can have a blue fire. You can have white fires. All sorts of different colours of fire. And water can be different colours. And usually, in the sort of qualities you can you usually get it, water is transparent. But... The places where you usually see water, like the sea, it's blue. And just above, just, and there's a tree. Trees are usually green, except in autumn, where they're red and orange and, and yellow and all sorts of pretty colours. But most of the year, they're green. Except the trunks, the trunks are brown, except for silver birches, they're white. But the, the colour so mostly associated with trees is green. So I'm pretty sure what this symbol means is I make the fur I make I make I make the squares go red, then blue, then green. Head back west. Alright. But pausing for a bit. Alright, next up is the the top of the rotating figures. Let's just approach the column of light. As you warily approach the column of blue light, a dazzling white flash suddenly floods the chamber, as its overwhelming brilliance leaves you momentarily blinded. As the flash fades and your vision slowly returns, you're startled to discover the column of blue light is gone, standing in the centre of the womb. His featureless face turned towards you. It's a glowing, silvery, humanoid figure formerly suspended inside the pillow of light. The strange being drops to one knee and places a small, glowing silver orb on the floor before returning to its full height. Without warning, another dazzling white flash fills the chamber, who this time you are quick enough to effectively shield your eyes. The bright light swiftly fades as... You lower your hand from your face and find that the womb, save for the silver orb at its centre, is now 
not empty. It's no longer any sign of the glowing silvery figure. You're standing in the small room, just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. The glowing silver orb, roughly the size of your entire body, rests at the floor in the centre of the chamber. Take the glowing orb. Alright, you move to the centre of the chamber and pick up the glowing silver orb. The small metallic spear is warm to the touch and almost weightless. It's a glowing silver orb. It's like the other two. You, you safely tuck the curious object in amongst your other possessions. Okay. Examine the stone square. Oh, Alright, top one's red. Middle one's blue. And bottom one is green. Alright, now I should be able to do something with these levers. At the top. Pull the lever down. As you close your hand around the wooden lever, a tingling sensation passes along your body, along your arm and through your entire body. With great effort, you manage to pull the lever down as far as it will go. Yes, I probably had to hang off it to do that. Head back west. Okay. Now I should be able to do something with this bottom lever. Can I pull it up? Refuses to budge. Can I pull it down? It refuses to budge. Okay. Maybe if I pull this lever in the other direction instead. Pull it up instead. Okay. I'm going to repeatedly jump into it to do that. As you close your hand around the wooden lever, tingling sensation passed along your arm through your entire body. With great effort, you manage to pull, push the lever up as far as it will go. Suddenly. A sharp click echoes along the passage outside the alcove. Okay, that probably means I can move the southern lever now. Southeast corner. Pull the lever up. Grasp the iron lever and pull it up as far as it will go. Okay, now I think I'll be able to get past those barriers. Past, past Hjorn's associates. Alright, can't get past one barrier. Can I get past the other? No. Okay, I'm going to try pulling it the other way. Well, I... Okay. Pull the lever down. Pull it down as far as you go. Suddenly. From so often distance, a sharp crackling sound swiftly rises in pitch for abruptly disappearing altogether. Okay. That's those barriers going down. Now to see what's in the western side of this dungeon. Alright. So there are there are three there are three circles in a row. They're, they're interconnected. A shallow rounded impression is sent into the floor in this in this section of the corridor. That's between Okay, that's between the second and the overlap of the first and second circle. Use the glowing silver orb. 16 XP to general. Reach down and place one of the glowing orbs into the shallow impression in the centre of the floor. The instant you move your hand, 
the glowing spear begins to slowly rotate in place. Alright, the glowing orb you placed inside the impression continues to slowly rotate. Alright, I can retrieve the orb, I don't see any reason to. Okay, and between the, the second and the third circle is another place to put an orb, and I will. Those people need to rotate in space. Alright, and at the bottom of the third circle is another place. Alright, it's another 16 XP, and it rotates in place. Alright, presumably that's done something. Okay, in the very southwest corner, you're standing in a large chamber at the southern end of the passage you've been exploring. A wide circular basin stands in the middle of the womb. A shallow pool of dark shimmery water fills the, fills the basin. Let's look in this pool. Standing next to the basin, you peer into the shallow pool of dark water. Suddenly, the rounded face of a bearded man comes into view just below the pool's rippling surface. A pair of wide set, deep blue eyes stare up at you from beneath the water, fixing you with a withering gaze. Something inexplicable tells you the face is waiting to be addressed. What does divination say? Well, uh, well, it didn't help at all. You channel your power of divination and focus it on the face beneath the water. But able to determine anything regarding its moving surpass. Okay, I'm going to step away. Head back north. Maybe examine the pool. Well, nope, can't use divination again. Alright, I just guess I just gotta talk to him. Because that's the only option. Attempt to speak to the submerged face. You call out to your face. Uh, call out to the face. And much to your surprise, a broad smile crosses the bearded countenance beneath the water in a clear, deep voice, seemingly unaffected by the water under which it sits. The face in the pool begins to speak. I can only presume you're here to give me that wretched wand says the face, his smile slowly turning into frown. Well, if that's all you've come here for, then let's be done with it. I must say, though, I'm glad it's you, not that bothersome old wizard. He's quite the pest, isn't he? For a moment, the face falls silent and appears to be awaiting your response. When you're off and on, he sighs and again, again speaks. Well, where is it? Do you have it? Have you bought the one? No, you've bought it. Let's have it. Slowly, quite against your own will, you begin to draw out the engraved oaken wand. Yes, there it is, says the face as you produce the wand and hold it over the pool. It's much less special than I remember it, but looks on at everything, or so it's often said. Now, don't delay, toss it into the water. The longer you hold on to the thing, the more danger you're in. Suddenly recalling the portal for which you've entered this strange place is no longer open. You're about to voice your concerns when the face again speaks, addressing your spoken inquiry. The portal? Who would use a portal to get here? Oh, wait. I know who, says the face smirking. Don't bother about any of that. I'll help you get home, if that's what you're so worried about. And you'll do better in the future not to place any 
place any considerable trust in meddling dotards. Hurry up, toss it in. Okay, I could question further, but I just want to get rid of this wand as quickly as possible. Toss the wand into the pool. Determined to complete the task you were set here to complete, you prepare to toss the wand into the dark pool. As you attempt to release the wand, release the grip on the wand to allow it to drop into the pool, you suddenly discover that your hand, clutched tightly around the, o the oaken wand shaft, refuses to open. Not as easy as one might think, says the face, frowning. Certainly not as easy as some old fool would have you believe. But I would try just a bit harder. Holding on to that thing is going to quickly prove dangerous. Perhaps even deadly. Where would you ever find that old thing? A strange, unpleasant sensation washes over you as the face falls silent. Realising that you must immediately rid yourself of the wand... You struggle to take control of the hand that's clutching it, willing your frozen appendage to release its grip and drop the instrument into the pool. Okay, I'm just going to pry my own fingers off if that's what it comes to. Right, picking a number. Bonus 30. 20 from spirit, 10 from mind. Gotta get 100 or more. Just tell this one to bugger off. Pick now. 32. Failure. The strange sensation quickly transforms into a stabbing pain that shoots through your hand along the length of your arm and into your body. 43 points of damage. Momentarily dazed, you manage to recover your senses as the pain subsides, again replaced by the strange sensation. You continue to struggle desperately to take hold of the hand clutching the wand. Alright, bonus now it's a bonus now it's, it's still a bonus of 30 same as before but this time i only have to get 75 because i'm starting to master it pick now failure with 42 the unpleasant sensation again morphs into a stabbing pain that surges through your hand clutching the wand along the length of your arm and into your body 107 points of damage which I quickly heal. Dazed and unsteady on your feet, you manage to recover your senses as the pain subsides, again replaced by the strange sensation. Realising you can't hope to survive this ordeal for much longer, you make what you feel may be your final attempt to take control of your hand and drop the wand. Alright, picking a number. So bonus to 30, 20 from mind and spirit once again, and I've got to get 50 or more, or presumably the wand will kill me stone dead. Pick now. 127. Success. Why could I pick that the first time? With your eyes shut tight and your teeth clenched, you pour the full force of your will into the effort to overcome the control being exerted on you by the wand. And I'm also just using my other hand to just pull the fingers apart. At last, when it feels you're about to succumb to the efforts of the strain, the wand suddenly slips from your grasp and splashes down into the dark water. It 
is gone. The bearded face beneath the surface grins and winks at you as the engraved oaken wand slips, slinks slowly out of sight, vanishing into the gloom at the bottom of the shallow pool. Not, not so difficult after all, was it? Take some pride, though, for it's doubtful the old, or the old fool could have done as well. With the wand gone, you half expected the bearded face beneath the water to disappear, but the unsettling visage remains, staring up at you out of the dark, shallow pool. I wonder if you might be willing to help me, asked the face, closing one eye and pursing his lips. I don't mean right now, but maybe sometime in the days, months or years that lie ahead. Time has no meaning to me. For realise that you and your woke place a great deal of importance on such things. So do we have an agreement? Would it be willing to help me out from time to time? I think such an arrangement would benefit both of us. For your thoughts are now bent on getting out of this strange lair, you carefully consider the face's unexpected request. I guess I might as well. Agree to the proposal. Very good, says the face as its features begin to fade. You may expect to hear from me either very soon or at some point in the distant future. About a matter of no particular importance or something of a most pressing nature. Thank you. Give my regards to the old man. You don't have to repeat everything to me. To, you don't have to repeat him everything I said about him either. To all, I only made a small portion of it. Oh. And the portal to take you home? I didn't forget about that little bit. The instant the face begins speaking, it slowly recedes into the gloom at the bottom of the pool. A low, pulsing hum from somewhere nearby suddenly breaches your ears. You turn around and discover, much to relief, a swirling black portal, identical to the one through which you entered this strange place, is set against the wall. A soft, pulsing hum animates from the inky core of the magical gate. Somewhat uncertain about the portal seemingly created by the face beneath the water, you warily move closer. Realising this may very likely be your only chance to escape from this unknown realm, you take one last look around before boldly stepping into the churning vortex. For a split second after stepping through the portal, everything goes black, and it feels as if you're tumbling through a cold, silent void. Then, with startling swiftness, you find you're once again standing in the centre of your sitting room. There is no longer any sign of the magical gate. As you glance around the, around the womb and begin to gather your bearings, you're surprised to discover Huron is not here. You call out to him, make a thorough search for residence, but the Archmage is nowhere to be found. At last, you return to your sitting room, only to be confronted by a glowing scrap of paper floating just inside the doorway. You reach out and take hold of the paper. As your fingers press into its coarse fibres, the glow vanishes, leaving behind a neat... Brief, brief script inked in black. Could not wait. Trouble. We'll seek you out again. Thank you for your help. 
Good to know our problem is safely hidden away. The portal that brought you back here was mine. H. Was it? Hmm. Hmm, I guess so. I mean, I mean, how does he even know? But, yeah. Well, he's Yuan. He has many secrets. You fold the note and place it on the table near the door before warily settling yourself into one of the womb's more comfortable chairs. A quick glance at the narrow window set in the o opposite wall reveals that Dawn is just about to bake. Break, providing you with a reliable reference for how long it is you were gone. Struggling to keep your eyes open, you contemplate all that had happened since you last sat in this chamber, in the presence of the man whose unexpected departure and cryptic note have left you with a vast array of questions. Inquiries that will that seemingly will have to wait, content to try and reclaim at least an hour or two of a lot of your lost sleep. You slump back into the deep chair and at last allow your eyes to gently close. Sleep comes quickly, but your slumber is plagued by an endless barrage of strange, unsettling imaginings. Visions both terrifying, prophetic and fantastic. Dreams you will never remember upon waking. And that is the end of The Wand Part 2 and gets you 1,024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Now there's no more, no adventures were unlocked by doing that. So what shall I do next, is the question. Now there's, I could start Wacknar's Mad. But that will take a while. Hmm. Yes, what to do? What to do? What about eh, Proving Grounds 4? I think we'll do Proving Grounds 4 next. Because I want to learn how to use the Troll Bunt. But, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.